Let's just start with a word of prayer, and then we're going to get into the word this morning. Lord, I just thank you that we are gathered here today, that we get to celebrate you, Lord, for all that you have done. We get to bring glory to you, Lord, and just worship you, Lord. Guide us through this time that we get to spend with your word and with each other, Lord, and just thank you, Lord that we have the ability to just come together regardless of distance, Lord, that we get to come together and we get to bring glory to you. In your name I pray, amen. So welcome everybody to the live stream. If you're watching live, go ahead and hit the like button, hit every everything, hit all the buttons, hit the share button, hit all of that. Uh, as we get into this uh, this morning, we just hope that you are having a fantastic Mother's Day. Um, so let us know that you're, how are you doing down in the comments and let's get into the word this morning. Um, trying to make sure that live streams catching up with me, <laughs> but, uh, this morning I wanted to talk about clutter and uh, I thought it pretty funny that God wanted to talk about clutter on mother's mother's day. <laughs> I'm not pointing you out moms. <laughs> And your stuff. Uh, we, me and Daddy were laughing. I, he asked me what I was going to teach on. I said clutter. And then he started looking around in the studio. I was like, well, good thing the camera faces one way. <laughs> um, but we all know what clutter is. We all know, you know, some even call it junk. <laughs> and there are people that even have, uh, you know, pawn shops that sell junk. People that have gotten rid of stuff, they sell junk. But we have the tendency to hold on to things as humans as people we hold on to things because it has sentimental value or has you know somebody gave this to me so i don't want to throw it away that sort of mentality and i've even held on to things that you know i don't i don't even use i've got stuff that i've had for a long time that i don't even use and recently i cleaned out my closet and i had shirts that i had since ninth grade I had shirts that I had since ninth grade, and there was no way I was going to wear that shirt that I had in ninth grade because I'm a bigger man than I was when I was in ninth grade. But I still had that shirt. I still it was a Florida Gator shirt and had a little bit of blue paint on the back of it. I don't know why I kept that shirt, but it was in my closet until about two or three months ago, and I gave it away. And it's been you know 15 plus years that I had that shirt. And I didn't wear it at all. No one wore it. Amy didn't wear it. Nobody wore it. But I had that shirt, and it was it was in my closet. But it wasn't serving a purpose. And I had a lot of clothes that I didn't even wear. But the stuff that I did wear, I didn't have enough hangers to put it on. All the clothes that I didn't wear was taking up my hangers, y'all. Y'all understand? See where I'm going? There was no room for the things that were actually useful because of all the things that were just cluttering up the way. But... I, I had to make a decision. I was like, I'm tired of like having to fold up the clothes that I need every day. And I, I was like, I need more space. We, we moved into a much smaller apartment, but I needed more space. So guess what? I got all the stuff that I didn't wear and I recycled it. I got rid of it. I didn't need it anymore. And there's so many times that we hold on to things that are familiar in our lives, that we hold on to things that we don't really need. You know, we don't really need that hold us down. You know, I, I think about, I, I'm just, I'm just telling on myself. I bought Amy a couch a few years ago. It was a big blue couch. And 
in our apartment in Gulf Breeze, I already had a couch. I had a couch that was comfortable. It was, it was so comfortable, but it was clearly meant for a bachelor pad or a man cave. It was like two sofas put together with an armrest and cup holders. That's what it was, but it was comfortable. But I told Amy, I was like, I'm going to get you a couch. I'm going to get you something that you wanted. So for her birthday, I bought her this big, nice blue couch. And then we shoved the brown couch <laughs> into the living room. The living room looked so small because we had two couches. And we, you know, we readjusted. We tried to make it work for a really long time. But that couch was just in the way. And then we moved into a smaller place. And then the couch was like obsolete, could not be used because you couldn't even lean back. There was no room. So we, we sold it. We sold it for pennies on the dollar pretty much. And then we had, we had space. We had space to, you know, move around and we had space to put other things up. That's how God wants. He wants us to get rid of the junk that is in our house and our temple. He wants to get rid of the stuff that has been holding us down in life, the things that have been coming against us, depression, anxiety, fear, anger, all of these things that have become so familiar to us, our day-to-day lives that we hold on to because, well, that's that's just how I feel. That's just how, how my life is. I've been so angry. I've been angry for I don't even know how long. It just becomes your norm or depression. That's not how God wants it. He wants us to clear it out so he can come in. He can put in his template. He can put in his blueprint into your life. That's what he's wanting because when we give it all to him, then he can put us in the right direction. Because if you're and if you're any of those things I just named, you're not going in the right direction, y'all, because that's not from God. It's time to start cleaning out the clutter. <laughs> it's, start, it's time to start. And it's not just in the physical places, but it's everywhere. We have to be willing to look at our lives and see what needs to change. What needs to change in our lives. And I'm not just speaking, you know, this is not from a holy pulpit and I'm, you know, beating you over the head. This is also for myself. What do I need to change to be better? What do I need to change to be closer to God? And that's something that we all need to do, not just once in a blue moon. It's a continuous, a day-to-day. God, what do I need to work on today? What do I need to work on? I think about Rick Reiner's told told this story many times. He's sitting in his office and he's got he's thinking, God, I've I finally made it. I am I've you know I'm so close to you. And he has a notepad. He's like, God, if there's anything, and he's he's thinking, you know, he's he's already made it to the top of the mountain. He's <laughs> he's like, if there's anything that I need to do, just tell me and I'll do it. And then God just literally lists like twenty things, and Rick's like, Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't know I needed that much. He's like, Oh, I'm not done, but this is what you can handle right now. And that's all of us. We always can be moving closer to God. But if we're having these spirits, these things, these thoughts, all of these things coming against us, we have to realize that we are not of that. We are not of that. And Second Timothy one, Second uh, Timothy verse one seven says, "For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self control." God didn't give you the baggage we're holding on to. He didn't say, "Hold this." I thought. I thought about. So many times uh, when I was 
a band director, I would give people stuff to hold. I'm like, hey, hold this. I'll come back and get it. But it was like this huge, heavy bag that I would give people, and then I would walk away. <laughs> they weren't going to use it because they know if they went into my bag, I'd get on to them. God isn't like that. He doesn't give us things that weigh us down. He says, my yoke is easy. He's not wanting us to toil, so why are we holding on to these things, This, these things that have damaged us? It might be 20 years ago, you might be holding on to a grudge. You might be still angry at that guy that cut you off 15 minutes ago that's going to, going to make the rest of your day bad. You know, if, you, if you had you know, over a million dollars in your bank account and someone took a dollar out, stole a dollar from you, would you let that ruin your day? Or would you be happy that they didn't take the rest of it? You see what I mean? God doesn't give us the baggage. These spirits try to become so familiar, become part of our everyday, become part of our lives that it's just like, oh, well, you know, my anxiety, my depression. I hear that so many times. My, my, my. You start claiming these things as your own, and it starts defining who you are. It starts defining every part of your life. And that's not the way God wants it to be. John 10, 10 says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. This is Jesus talking. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. So why would we accept the first part, the killing, the destroying? Why would we accept that? That I don't want that, <laughs> being led to slaughter, because that's all the devil wants us to do is to die because he's afraid of what we can actually become, who we actually are designed to be. But if we live in the second part, where what Jesus has given us is giving us everything in abundance, more than we can even expect. I can expect a lot of things. I dream big, y'all. I dream big. <laughs> but it says more than you can expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. Disappointment, sin, shame, guilt, all of those things are used to beat you down, to make you into just a little worm. Because that's what, he, that's what he wants. He's nothing, but he's trying to make you lower than him. That's, he has no power over us. He has no power over us. But God will never shame you or mock you or make you feel bad about yourself. If, you're, if you think that, you've got the wrong God. You're not, you're not serving the God that I know because God has never shamed me or mocked me. Anytime I start feeling that, I'm like, this is not of God. This is not of God. This is not the God I serve. This is the devil. And I automatically start resisting that thought. I start taking it captive. You got to start decluttering your minds, people. You got to start taking those thoughts captive and just put them into hell where they belong. Like they don't need to stay in your house. They don't need to stay at all. We're meant to have overflowing life. <laughs> 
That I love that. We're meant to have it in abundance so much that it overflows into the people that are around us. Not to not for us to get another cup and try to fill it up. It's to overflow into the people around us because they need it as much as we need it. So if we've got more, it's going to pour into them and then it's going to fill them up and then it's going to pour into the people that they're around. And it's just a cycle, people, that we just keep pouring and pouring into people because it's not about what we can get. It's not about, oh, I've got to have it all for myself, get more cups, get get all the oil you know, containers. It's about pouring into people. If Jesus acted that way, then we wouldn't have anything. But he was he came to just pour himself out. But that's what we're meant to do is we're we're not meant to lock ourselves in our rooms and cut ourselves off from everyone else. Okay, I I know this is for somebody this morning because I lived that life and Amy has lived that life where depression and anxiety and fear would try to just shut you down and shut you up. It would try to make you into something that you are not. And that's not for us. It's not for us to be so disheartened that we cannot talk to people, so shameful that we cannot show our face to our family or our friends. That's not where we're supposed to be. You know, when I dealt with depression, all I wanted to do was lay in the bed. All I wanted to do was lay in the bed. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to do anything. Just lay in the bed. I didn't even want to play video games. Okay? I didn't want to do anything because the devil was shutting me down. He was shutting me down. He was trying to kill me. That's why people with mental health issues, it's real, but it's not just something that you can just medicate. You can't just medicate. It is a spirit trying to kill you. It's something trying to kill you, and it takes time, and it's not something that just goes away automatically. It's something that you have to fight and you have to be ready to fight. You have to have that full armor on and you have to have the helmet of salvation. You have to have the right mind. You have to have the mind of Christ. You have to start overcoming those thoughts. They're not your own. They are from the enemy. James 4, 7 and 8 says this. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. When we get our get the clutter out of our heads and we start seeing the things the way they actually are, the way they are through God's eyes, because all things are possible through Christ, it's not just what man can see. It's what God is doing. We have to get ourselves in the right place. We have to get rid of those things, but we have to also fill ourselves with God. It says, come close to God and he will come close to you. Man, who wouldn't want to hang out with the guy that created it all? (laughs) I say this all the time. You know, so many times we want to hang out with all the, the best, you know, athletes or the movie stars and all of that. Well, why wouldn't you want to hang out with the guy that created all those people? (laughs) The, the creator, the creator, everything else, is his creation. You, you see what I'm going with is if we draw close to him, he will draw close to us, and then we'll be filled with his love. We'll be filled with the love of God. And the love of God casts out all fear. So we're not having these thoughts anymore. We're not allowing ourselves to focus on the things that 
don't need to be in our head, that don't need to be, you know, part of our thought process that we are not enough, that we are losers, that we can never, you know, be accepted by our family or any of these things. And it doesn't just stop with anxiety and all of that. It's, you know, any form of sin, any form of sin, anything that divides you from God is sin. Anything, (laughs) anything that would divide you from God is sin. And I'm not here to say that you're all in sin, but if you're being divided from God's love, then you need to get rid of whatever that is. It doesn't matter if it's friendships, relationships, family members. So many times I think about people that are in our lives that bring us down, that that pull us down, that, oh, you'll never be enough. Man, you're such a dummy. Uh, why'd you do that? You're being stupid. You know, all of these things, these things, these lies are being told to you that we don't need to accept. You are more than enough. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You see, there's so much truth in the word because the word is truth. And that's what we have to accept. We cannot accept anything that comes against the word of God. We can't accept it because it's all lies. It's all lives. But if we refuse to accept the lies, they'll go away. But that doesn't mean they'll stay away. (laughs) They're going to keep coming back. They're going to see, oh, is there any room for us to get in? We, they're like a little mouse. They can, they can squeeze in. They're, they're, they squeeze into any little space that they can and try to start pushing the other things out. But the, we need to be completely filled with God. We need to let him fill us with his love because 1 John 4, 17 through 9 says this, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. Uh, so many times I was afraid that mom and daddy got raptured when I couldn't find them. I'm like, oh God, I'm <laughs> going to hell and I'm going to all of this kind of stuff for the great white throne judgment. I've heard about <laughs> I thought about that, but as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Mm. We live like Jesus. We live like Jesus. Jesus wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid any part, any part. 18 says, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. I already said that. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. We have the ultimate weapon. We have the ultimate weapon. It's already been bought for. It's already been developed. There's no R&D that needs to go, research and development that needs to go into this. We already have the perfect weapon. We already have salvation through Jesus. And we have his love because he could have been like, man, I'm not dying for them. You see how they're living? You see that? Oh, I knew John was going to do that. But he still loved us enough to give his life for each and every one of us. It wasn't just because, oh, well, I got to go do this. Daddy told me I got to go do this. It's because he wanted to. He trusted his father. He trusted his father, and he loved us so much. Anytime it talks about Jesus was moved with compassion, it's not like, oh, you know, when you see somebody that's in need and you give them a $5 bill kind of compassion. It was gut-wrenching. It was like, I have to go do this. I am so compelled to do this because I love them so much. It says, because he loved us first. And it's not just the, 
I love you, and someone says it back kind of love, it's it's far above and beyond what we can even imagine or think the love that he has for us. But we have to be willing to live in that victorious life today. Today, not when we get to heaven. Jesus didn't just buy a plane ticket for us. You know, you'll eventually get here, be here on this day at this time, uh, go to gate nine, and you'll get on your plane to go to heaven. It wasn't that. He bought us the life that we can be living right now. We're supposed to be living in that life. We're supposed to be living in the abundance. I talked about the abundance because heaven, there's abundance of everything. The streets are literally made of gold. Can you imagine that? So much that the the streets are made of gold, our most precious metal on earth. That's what the street, they walk on that. (laughs) What is more precious than gold? Jesus, the thing that actually matters. So stop worrying about, am I going to be able to pay my bills? Start giving it to God. There's so many times that 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 thought, that fear has tried to come into my life, fear of finances. And I keep coming back to God. I'm like, God, you told me that you would provide for me. You would provide for me. I work and you provide. And guess what? He has never let me down. He has never let me down. It might not always have been, you know, just money. It might be somebody showing up. Hey, I got, I got you a new shirt. Hey, I bought you a chicken. Hey, you know, this, that, or other. He provides when you least expect it. God, I need something to happen. Somebody shows up and just gives you a Chick-fil-A meal. (laughs) It happens, people. It happens because people are faithful to him and he is faithful for them. The overflowing, the overflowing abundance. It's time to cut the clutter out. We got to fill ourselves with what is true, what is good. Not just, oh, it's good and wholesome, you know, granny in the kitchen and all of that. No, it is actually pure and holy. It is life. It is life. I don't want to live a life that is not like this. I don't want to live a life that is a shell or uh, a shadow of what it should be. I want to live that full life. I want to live the life that Jesus actually bought for me. Yeah, I got I got the, the ticket to go to heaven, but I'm going to live like the earth is heaven. I'm going to bring heaven to earth now. Now, that's what we need to be doing for the people around us. We can help people in so many ways if we just get ready for him. If we get rid of the clutter, we get rid of all the, the hoopla that is in our lives. That's what we've got to do. We've got to be ready for him, people. We got to be ready for him. And the things, this, whatever, you know, if you're getting rid of junk, waterfront mission, all of that starting to open up again, goodwill. Uh, we did some cleaning here. We need to get rid of some stuff. And you can take that stuff away and then you have space again. But I, I implore you not to just fill the space that you are cleaning out in your spirit, man, with more junk. Because Luke eleven twenty four says this. When a demon is cast out of a person, it goes to wander the waterless realm, searching for rest. But finding no place to rest, it says, I will go back to the body of the one I left. When it returns, it finds the person like a house that has been swept clean and made tidy, but is empty. Then it goes to enlist seven demons more evil than itself, and they will enter and possess the person, leaving that one with such worse fate than before. So if you are empty, if you're emptying out all of this junk, all of this junk that is from the devil, all of these lies, 
you have to put something back in. I've already mentioned this earlier. You have to come closer to God. You got to get into the word. You've got to spend time with him, listening to him, glorifying him, praising him, worshiping him, listening to the word, doing study on your own. There's so many things that we need to be doing that we don't do because we're so busy. We're so busy doing things that are not as important. And I'm not saying your job's not important. I'm not saying that your day-to-day is not important. But if you start your day out with God, he's going to come closer to you. He's going to spend time with you. He's going to share that time with you and love on you. So it's time to get rid of the clutter. It's time to get rid of the lies. It's time to get rid of all of these things and come closer to God. Draw close to him and he will draw close to you. Let him fill you with your love. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be afraid of, oh, well, am I going to amount to anything? Am I, am I going to have enough money at the end of the month to pay rent? Am I, all of these things, you don't have to worry about that. Just bring it to God. Bring it to God, and you're going to see so many things that you used to worry about start to not matter as much because you're focused on the one that gives an abundance, overflowing life, life. <laughs> That's what it's about, people. Don't be concerned and worried about the world. The world will eat you up and spit you out. The world's not important. It's God is what's important, people. He is the one that's important. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you that we are cleaning out. We're cleaning house, Lord. <laughs> we are cleaning house, and we are casting things down that do not belong in our spirit, man, Lord. That we are casting down things that have tried to hold us down, Lord. We forgive people for wrongdoings, Lord. We don't hold on to grudges any longer, unforgiveness is out of our hearts. Lord, I just thank you that we are not the people we used to be, Lord, that there is a total transformation, mind, body, and soul through you, Lord, that we are new creatures, that we are new creations through Christ Jesus, and that we can live life and have it more abundantly, Lord, because we are living through your love. I just thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that we're all taking that step to clean out some clutter in our lives, Lord, that we might not have even thought about, but you're bringing it to our minds now, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen.